Let's get one thing straight. There's more things than one that need to be set straight, and apparently I have a lot more to say. <laughs> this is Unspoken Secret, episode 8. First off, I apologize for the last couple weeks. I haven't been able to uh, create a new episode. Um, but hopefully you'll forgive me because I've been very busy and haven't been able to really work on any. Um, so yeah, sorry about that. In the past episodes of this now three-part series, I've touched a little on sexuality in general and how I've come to terms with coinciding my own sexuality with my spiritual journey and religious beliefs. But this episode, I want to dig a little deeper and fully explain why I believe what I believe So I had the amazing opportunity recently to attend a conference that highlights individuals that identify as part of both Latter-day Saint and LGBTQ communities. I listened to keynote speakers, breakout sessions, panels, and the individual experiences one-on-one. The organization is called North Star, so if you're feeling the need of having a support system, that's one resource that I would highly recommend. But I want to talk about some of the things I learned and felt from going to this conference. First, let's talk about agency. There's a huge misconception among various Christian groups, mine own included, on what agency actually means. Yes, it is the freedom to choose, but that's like calling a square a rectangle. Accurate, but neglecting key factors to what it really is. Agency involves three main aspects. Choice, freedom, and knowledge. Choice requires multiple options. Freedom requires differing outcomes to those choices. And knowledge requires experience, teaching, and learning. True agency involves knowledge of the consequence of our choices. It isn't just about being able to choose. True agency also involves having choices that have distinct and different outcomes. The more opposite, the greater the agency. And the greater the knowledge of those consequences, the greater the agency. Though Latter-day Saints believe in a little more of a complicated system than this, the concept of heaven and hell is a good example. Two drastically different outcomes and knowledge of what those outcomes will be. Having said all that, based on the definitions I just gave, some people have more agency than others. If you don't have the opportunity or ability to make a choice, whether that's due to disability or illness, you don't have full agency. If you don't have many options and the results are all the same, for example, someone living in a third world country trying to receive a proper education, you don't have full agency. And finally, if you don't fully understand the consequences of your actions, you don't have full or true agency. What does any of this have to do with sexuality? Well, as part of my belief system, I believe one of the main purposes of this mortal life is to obtain a body. Though I belong to a proselytizing religious institution that strives to spread its message to every nation, I'm aware that millions and millions of people have never had the opportunity to hear it during their mortal existence. And yet they had a body, and they were given at least some agency. Remember, full agency doesn't come from ignorance, and many have died without coming to know of the things that I believe to be true. So was their life meaningless if they weren't able to exercise full agency? If they weren't brought to the truth? No, because they still had a body. 
That reality alone should teach us that there must have been some incredible value to having a body, because frankly, God has allowed countless people to experience their entire life in the dark, so to speak, but prioritize giving them a body. Back to sexuality. Our bodies are so complex. The more I learn, the more confused I get. (laughs) But our bodies are beautiful. Sexual, romantic, and intimate desires and feelings come from God. I believe that. Yet I also believe that sexual relations are to only be expressed between a man and woman legally and lawfully wedded, according to how God has ordained it to be. For the longest time, I thought those two beliefs, at least within myself, contradicted one another. If God gave me these feelings, why is he telling me I can't act on them? I want to talk about that phrase for a minute. As I've come out, which I think is such a dumb concept, but whatever. As I've come out to people, a few have made the comment of, well, as long as you don't act on those feelings, it's okay. And some have even asked me, well, do you act on those inclinations in a concerned voice? And let me just tear this concept apart. Do I act on my same-sex attraction? Of course I do. First off, if I'm not acting on it, then that means I'm being acted upon, does it not? And that doesn't roll with me. And it doesn't roll with God either, because he wants me to exercise my agency. So yes, I actively make decisions and choices solely because of the inclinations that I experience. Now, I understand that when people ask if I act on these feelings, they're referring to a more sexual nature. And here's a few responses to that real quick. Number one, that's none of your business, so shut your trap, go take a nap, and talk to me when you're ready to chat. Number two, unless you plan on becoming a celibate virgin for the rest of your life, you have no idea what you're asking. Well, as long as you don't act on it, then you're good. Is like saying, well... As long as you isolate yourself, become completely absorbed in self-loathing, and experience a never-ending episode of deep depression, then you're good. So again, none of your business. Don't ask me about my virginal status, Deborah. I see you. So yes, I act on my same-sex attraction. But the how I act on that is key and probably different to how most people define it. I've learned that I have a high same-sex need. I need to form intimate relationships with other men. That's a fact. God has given me this gift, and yes, I consider being gay a gift. Now, this need can easily be confused with the desire of needing sex and romantic relationships, but I can have intimate and platonic friendships with other men that are pure, loving, and satisfying. God commands us to bridle our passions. Bridle does not mean suppress. It means guide. And I do not believe that God is asking me to suppress my passions and desires for other men. Rather, he is asking me to bridle them in a way that is wholesome, uplifting, and Christ-like. I've realized that in the past, I have been trying to focus on eliminating any possibility of being intimate with another man out of fear of crossing the line or wanting to cross the line. But I'm learning that there are acts such as hugs, back rubs, holding hands, and even simple cuddling that do not cross the line, and they fulfill my high same-sex need of being intimate. Also, they don't arouse me or cause me to want more, because I've learned to exercise my agency, control my impulses, understand any erotic feelings I may experience, and just sit with them. It is not a sin to be aroused or to feel that way, 
but it is a sin to encourage and entertain those feelings when they shouldn't be expressed. I've just learned to be comfortable with my own arousal, be mindful of why and how I may be experiencing it, and wait for it to pass. So yes, even though it may not be socially acceptable for me to give my roommate a back rub during church or to hold hands while walking with my male friend, screw society and its norms because there is nothing wrong with that. Now, is that gay? Yes, but I'm gay, so let me be gay. (laughs) I'm not going to ignore my sexuality to suppress it, to bottle it up and wait for it to explode because it will. I'm going to act on it and take control of my body rather than let it take control of me. I'm going to exercise my agency and bridle my passions. I'm going to take this intense energy that I feel and have never really been able to express and direct it towards something wholesome, beautiful, and that God can be proud of. That energy and passion led me to start writing a book. It led me to start this podcast, and it has made me more like Christ. A common saying in the church is that Christ knows how we feel. But because of this gift of having a mortal body that experiences same-gender attraction, I am beginning to learn a little about how Christ feels. A secret is a story untold, and I just told it. (music) 